Hello everyone, my name is John Locke from LockingYourSuccess.com and I'd like to welcome you to The Winning Trade. But first, the required disclaimer material. We want to let you know that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that any trades and or results covered in this presentation are hypothetical computer simulated trades. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many, many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance, wealth, and success coach with Locke in Your Success LLC. And myself and my team of mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today, I'm going to introduce you into the realm of high probability options trading. Now, high probability options trading, or income trading as, uh, as it's otherwise known, is where we use options strategies to make money from the passage of time rather than depending on price movement in order to make money. Meaning we can often make money whether the price goes up, down, or sideways. Now this doesn't mean we're going to win all the time, but it does mean we have a much higher probability of winning than we would if we were trying to make money purely by going directional. Now I have a special treat for you today. The type of trading or type of trade that we're going to cover today is a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally we do guidelines only trades. Now in other words, a guidelines only trade is where we are completely non-subjective. We don't take market movement into consideration. We don't care what the price is. We don't care how much it's moving. We just simply have a date that we enter. We have a certain configuration we enter in. We have adjustment parameters and so forth. And we have our, our profit target and our exit loss trigger. And we follow those rules regardless of what's going on in the marketplace. That's a great start when you get into this type of trading. As a matter of fact, I think it's a necessary stage that you actually have to go through. But after you've gone through that stage, you can bring it to the next level. And when we bring it to the next level, I call that professional style income trading. And the reason we might want to do this is because you know, any given set of rules is going to perform very well in certain types of market environments. But regardless of what, ha what you have for rules, or indicators on your strategies, there are going to be other market conditions where maybe they don't work out so well or you'll have a period of underperformance in your strategy. And this is because you're trying to apply the same rule set, the same indicators to a vastly different environment. And when we do that, when we apply the same procedure to a vastly different uh, situation, then we get differences in outcomes. And a lot of us are looking for a little bit more consistency. So what we're doing here is we're taking the context of the market into consideration. Now, we're not going directional, but we are maybe leaning the trade one way or another. We might be in one configuration versus another configuration. This allows us to increase our returns and consistency through trading income trades with the flow of the market and utilizing trader subjectivity with high probability trading structures. It's really cool. But one of the things I love is it allows you to trade with flexibility and adaptability meaning that you can, again, be more consistent with your results and make a higher income through your trading. And quite frankly, once you get the setup and you figure out what you want to do, you can set up these professional style income trades that require very, very little management, meaning you can make more money with less work and fewer adjustments. All right, so let's kind of get moving here. 
Whenever we have a trading strategy, we even if we're very subjective, we still have trade rules, and the priority or the or the most important trade rules you can have is your trade size, knowing what you anticipate for a return, knowing when you're going to exit the trade, which is probably the most important thing. So here we're using a trade size of $35,000 planned capital, and we're going to anticipate or guess, so to speak, what type of return our plan is likely to return given the context of the market when we're setting things up. And from there, we want to determine our exit loss trigger. In other words, how much risk do we have to take in order to make that money? And in this particular trade, like I said, $35,000 trade size, we're, we're going to go for an anticipated return of 20% or $7,000 on our $35,000. This is not a profit target, but this is giving us an idea of what we should expect if the trade goes fairly well. And our exit loss trigger, well, that is a solid number. We want to get out if this thing draws down $2,500. Now, one of the things that I really love about doing things this way is, you know, I have a trade with an anticipated return of $7,000, and I'm only risking $2,500. Most high probability strategies you see, this is going to be one-to-one. -one. In other words, I'm going to risk 20% to make 20%. Here, I'm risking less than 10% in order to make 20%, so that's pretty cool. Okay, so for those of you who are new to us, this is an analytical software called OptionNet Explorer. Uh, along the left column here, we have our calls and puts, and each strike of the calls and puts. Across the top, we have our expiration cycles, and down on the bottom here, we have our profit and loss on the trade, current profit and loss. We have our, uh, we call it delta. Now, for those of you who don't know what delta is, this is the price movement risk in the position. So if I was to buy 100 shares of stock, for example, say 100 shares of Disney, and Disney went up a dollar, I would make $100. That, that particular position, that size would have 100 delta. This one here, it has 20 delta, meaning if the price goes up a dollar, then theoretically this should make $20. And if, if the price goes down a dollar or the S price goes down a dollar, this should lose $20. We can have both positive and negative delta in these types of positions. And if we have negative delta, it means if the price goes up, the position is theoretically going to lose money. We also have something called theta. This is known as a time decay number. And theoretically, if nothing happens, this position should make $43.63 a day, so it's what we call positive theta. And then we have a Vega number, which is um, which is a number that represents the software's estimated value change in, my, in our position. If the implied volatility goes up 1%, and if it goes down 1%, we should be making $313 out of that implied volatility move. And that's what that means. This here is our analytical graph. We have our asset price along the bottom. We are in the SPX. The asset price is 39.24. This is where the dot is, 39.24. Uh, up the right side here is our profit and loss in dollars. If you take a look here, you'll notice a curved line. That's known as our T plus zero line, and that's the estimated value of this position at any given price point of the SPX. So right now, the SPX is at 39.24. If we went to 39.50, this is telling us the position would be worth uh, $434, assuming nothing else changes. And if it goes down to, say, 3900 we should be drawn down about $615. Again, assuming nothing else changes, over time, 
this line moves and with implied volatility this line moves so where does it move to well it moves to the triangular line here or the sharp blue line and this sharp blue line is known, known as our expiration line and this gives us the value of the position at any given price point when the asset expires so if i were to sit here and do nothing and the price sat here and did nothing then the value of this position would be right here approximately fifteen thousand dollars if uh, if that happened of course that doesn't happen in the market the market is going to move and as the market moves we have something called adjustments in other words we'll move this generally the adjustments are minimal in this type of a positioning to the upside because i don't really don't have to do much to make money but to the downside that's where all my risk is we'll have downside adjustments to move what we call the expiration tent so that we can make money even if the market goes down substantially here so what we're doing and again if you're new this may seem a little bit confusing but i would encourage you to go back and watch other episodes of the winning trade where we call or we where we cover our guidelines trades or our trading by the guidelines okay so what we have here is is we have a, a subjective income trade is what we're going to do now i'm going to start my position with a position that's similar to an x4 version 17. now if you are familiar with the x4 series at all the x4 series contains uh, three different trading strategies and those strategies are designed for different types of market conditions we have the x4 version 17 which is designed specifically for our more bullish market environments we have our x4 version 14 which is designed for very volatile uh, environments but it's a very neutral strategy right so this one's a little bit bullish an x4 version 14 is more neutral and then we have an x4 version 22 which is more of an implied volatility trading strategy where it takes advantage of certain types of implied volatility movements so uh, with a combination of these strategies generally you can put assemble them in a way where you can take advantage of virtually any market now in addition to all the x4 strategies the x4 program also includes a whole slew of information that's pertinent to subjective trading we talk about you know how to analyze the market how to analyze implied volatility how to maximize your trade execution there's just there's over 20 hours of content in that program and a lot of people when i when they start looking at the x4 trades they just look at them as a trading strategy that you're just, that you're just supposed to follow all the time but the x4 program couldn't be it couldn't be further from that the x4 program teaches the trader the strategies but it teaches them the strategies for the purpose of ultimately understanding those strategies and then assembling them together with the other x4 strategies as well as other different types of income strategies so that they can make money more consistently in the marketplace okay so what we're going to do here is we're going to start with a subjective x4 version 17. so what i'm going to do is i'm going to come in and do a 60 40 broken wing butterfly and one of the things you'll notice here is I'm 31 days to expiration. Normally, an X4 version 17 is entered 77 days to expiration, but that would be in a completely non-subjective context. When we start bringing technical analysis in, we start bringing implied volatility analysis that we have in the X4 program, then we may choose to enter our trade, whether it be an X4 version 17, a 22, or a version 14 or some something completely different we're going to choose to enter our strategy 
when we have some sort of confirmation that that strategy is likely to do well in the particular environment. So here, if I look at my price chart, you know, you can see the market, it's having these hard sell-offs, then it's bouncing, it's having these sell-offs and bouncing. We sold off here to our next, what should be a support area. And given that type of environment, I might say, oh, well, the market's uptrending, the market's been down a lot. It's, it's more likely that the market's going to go up than go down. So therefore, uh, I, maybe I think this is a good time to enter a bullish strategy. Now, the, one of the wonderful things about using more market neutral or income strategies over a directional strategy is that I don't have to be right about that. So, you know, I might be here and I be, might be calling this a support level. And if I'm a directional trader, if this thing drops into the 3850s, I'm probably going to have to stop out long before that happens. And I'm probably going to lose the trade. But if I can combine that with a high probability income trade, then I could probably take that move down to 3850 and still come out with a win for this particular trade. Now, that's not going to happen here, but I'm just talking about the concepts that we're using. So anyway, this is our risk profile. The SPX asset price is at 39.24. The entry date is March 19th, 2021. Uh, I'm going to take my typical version 17 entry, except it's going to be 31 days to expiration. I'm going to sell my short strikes 17 to 27 points under the money, which is comes out to 3,900. I'm going to have a 40-point upper wing, and I'm going to buy uh, some 3,940s. I'm going to buy 10 3840s, and this is my entry position. Now, just because we entered as a version 17 doesn't necessarily mean we're going to stay as a version 17. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. I'm going to have a plan laid out ahead of time, and depending on what the market does, I may switch configurations, I might just make normal V17 adjustments, or I may exit uh, altogether. So you'll see as this goes along, let's see what the market does, let's see how the position reacts, and let's talk about how we're going to adapt to the marketplace. So the first adaptation is entering in a bullish bias strategy because the market is uptrending and we're at a point where it's like more likely or more probable that the market's going to go up and down. Again, it doesn't mean that I... I am going to lose the trade if the market goes down. Matter of fact, I'll probably win the trade if the market goes down because I have a downside adjustment strategy. A version 17, when we get below our short strikes or 3,900, we're going to take this position. We're going to reposition it in another spot. That's if I was doing a version 17 trade in isolation. If I'm doing it in this type of a strategy where I'm a little bit subjective, uh, I'll, I'll, still, I'll still use the version 17 downside adjustment trigger, but I may jump into a different type of configuration in that circumstance. So you can see where we can bring in all this, uh, all that we know about positioning, and you can bring it into uh, one wonderful trade. So uh, anyway, let's just go to adjustment one. So it's Friday, March 19th. If I go to first adjustment, I don't do anything anything until April 1st. In that time frame, this is what the price did. This is where we were. The price actually dropped down a bit, but it did not drop down far enough to hit an adjustment trigger on a version 17, so we didn't ha really have to do anything. You can see if you were directional here, you probably would have got stopped out. But being non-directional, we were able to hang in the trade, and the drawdown was actually quite minimal. And then we finally got our reversal, 
and as the asset price comes up, at some point, this trade turns negative delta. My normal adjustment for next four version 17 is when the trade turns negative delta. Again, it's a bullish bias strategy, so when that happens, I'm going to generally adjust it up. Or I'm going according to the guidelines I would if I'm doing a non-subjective trade. Now, if I'm doing a subjective trade, I may choose to hold off on that adjustment. I think you might see that a little bit later on. I may choose to hold off because I maybe I'm not bullish at that point. Maybe I'm overextended into a resistance point or something like that, right? So where we might be bearish. But in this case here, look at the price charts. We're still bullish. We set in a nice little price pattern here. It's going to have a price pattern target, I don't know, uh, without measuring it, probably in the rough 4,100 or so. So let's move on here. So what we're going to do for adjustment is this. And that's going to bring us positive delta in our position. And our new position would look like this. So let me clear that. And this is our new position. Let's go to next adjustment here. So here we are. We Our last adjustment was April 1st. This one is April 16th. What happened in the marketplace? Well, the market did pretty much what we expected. It it it, can't, it, it continued to rise, right? We're now at uh, 41.87. So if we take a look at the price charts, we're now very overextended in this. If I was to take my price pattern targets here, I believe, if I remember uh, the trade properly, my price pattern targets were around 41.4200 when uh, we were doing our analysis, and we went straight up into that number, meaning that the risk of the market going much higher at this point becomes much less, uh, at least in the short term. So right now we're in an uptrending market, but we have a short term uh, opportunity to maybe take on some risk to the upside so that we can uh, make some more money that way. So if I'm going to do that, what I'll do, or what I did, is I came in here and I added a bear vertical. Now I added a bear vertical, not three days to expiration, because I wanted more room to the upside. So that's the other thing. When we adjust our strategies or we take advantage of some opportunity to take on risk in one direction or another because the market's not likely to go there, we can do it in a different expiration cycle. So here, what I did, I have three days left to expiration on this trade. Um, there's no point really in getting out of it. I might as well expire it. But there's really no point in adjusting it either. You can see there's no, there's not even uh, any value in these. This is the mid-price of our options. They're all less than 10 cents. So I'm best off not to even bother trading out of this. Just let it go and and and, and let it expire and desettle in cash, right? Because that's one of the advantages of doing uh, index options such as SPX and the and RUT, the Russell 2000. The advantage is you don't get settled with stock. You just get cash settled at the end. And these are all out of the money. It just the money I've collected just stays stays with me, right? So this trade here is going to make about $2,100 or so. But in the meantime, I am going to put on a bear vertical. So I'm going to come in here. And I'm going to put this trade on. This is a very simplistic trade. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm selling my 4250 call options, and I'm buying some 4270 call options. And I'm 12 days to expiration. This gives me 
a chance to make up to almost $4,000 if things go completely my way. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a stopout point on this to the upside, almost like a regular directional trade. And that stopout point is going to be initially about half my credit here or $2,000 drawdown. And over time, what's going to happen, and very quickly too, by the way, what's going to happen is this expiration line is going to go towards my, uh, my this T plus zero line is going to go towards my expiration line. And I'm going to get more and more room as time goes by for the market to go against me should I call my direction wrong. Meaning, again, the market doesn't have to go down in order for me to make money. In fact, you'll see when I get out of this, I want you to uh, notice where the price is versus where I got in. So right now, the price is 41.87, so it's less than 41.90, right? It's 41.87. And let's see how this particular trade goes. Now, that other one's just going to expire. Okay, so now we went to Monday. My other trade had expired. Now, if I look at this trend, I'm actually bullish on the market. Okay, the bear vertical we put on, and this is where time frames are important. I'm in an uptrending market. I'm, I should maintain bullishness on the market in general, but there are going to be times when the market gets a little overextended. It's likely to run sideways or drop off for a little bit. That's where I put my bear vertical on. But now my other trade or my bullish trade that I held on is expired. That being the case, I might want to put another type of trade on in here. What I do is I put on what we call a bull trade. So when I do this bull trade, I'm actually going to be 32 days from expiration. So my bear trade or my bearish vertical is nine days to expiration, representing my short-term bearishness or sideways momentum in the marketplace. My bullish vertical is 32 days to expiration, representing my longer-term bullishness in the market and in the meantime they're offsetting each other because if I put both trades in here this is the actual expiration graph that I that I have and the actual T plus zero line profile graph that I have all right so here one of the things that happened is I put on this this bearish trade and the market's dropping a bit that's not a surprise Okay, so if I go a couple more days here, all right, we've got, a, we've got another drop in the market. So now my bearish vertical is going to be doing very well. And my bullish vertical is probably underwater. So if we take a look at these together, uh, separated, okay, this is the bull trade. You can see the bull trade's drawn down some, but that's offset by the bearish strategy. And I do have a stop out point on this, but but I, it's, it's a stop-out point that takes into consideration what's going on with the bear trade or, or the trades in combination. So if I take a look at this, you can see that this is still doing very, very well here. Now, because the market's pulled back and some time has gone by, I can set a uh, almost like a like what you would do as, as a trailing stop on a, a directional stock, and I can set a point at which... I would consider the market has turned back to bullish because 
so many days ago when I when I entered the bearish part of the strategy, the market was very, very overextended, and I was expecting a pullback or a sideways move. Well, I got that pullback. Now, in a bullish market, after you get the pullback, the market's likely to go back up again. So I want to be aware of that, and that being the case, I'm going to put a stop-out point on this bearish part of this strategy because I don't really want, want it to get into trouble. All right? So if I do that, I think it only takes a couple days. And I hit it. I got a 35 point up move here. Oh, a bit down. Okay, so now let me ignore trades for today. Now, what's happening is the market dropped out. And now it's it put in what we call a cup and handle pattern. And this is where it would break out. If it's going to go higher, usually we get fairly aggressive moves off of that. So that being the case, I'm going to stop myself out of this bear vertical. And I'm going to close that. So this is the day that this was closed. This trade, notice it was closed at a profit of around $2,200, $2,300. Even though the asset price is at $4,192. If, if you remember, we entered the trade when the asset price was at 1487 and it was a bearish position meaning that theoretically if the market went up I would lose money the market did go up to 4192 my exit point and I ended up exiting this at a profit of about $2300 that's pretty cool okay so let's move on here so once I do that, this is what I have left. Now again, I'm not relying on the price to go in my direction in order to win. And now that I got my pullback, and now the market looks like it's taking off again, and it really hasn't broken out yet, I might want to do something maybe to lock in my profits a little bit here and make this position a little bit more friendly or market neutral if the market comes back down again. And one of the things that I can do is I can do what I call a V17 conversion. So what we did here is this was, let me take the bare vertical out of here. This was my initial position, a, bull, a bullish vertical with shorts at 4060 and my long strikes at 4030. I sold 10 more 4060s and bought 10 4090s. And I took these ones at 4030 and I brought them back to 4000. This puts me in, in this case, in a 6030 broken wing butterfly, which is still bullish, but it's a lot less bullish than our previous trades. So if we want to compare them, okay, so I have minus 10 and plus 10. You can see this is a little more mild when the market comes down. As far as drawing down, meaning that I can I can withstand a bigger pullback if I'm wrong, and of course that gives me time to course correct and adjust to the downside if that were to happen. So that's the type of move that we're going to make, and now I'm back into my regular X4 version 17 type of trade. So let's bring this forward here. 
And I'm just going to move forward to our next adjustment. That was April 26th. Now it's May 11th. So what ended up happening here? Well, I thought that, you know, we thought the market was going to really take off to the upside here. And it really didn't. It kind of popped up for a day and a day or two. I mean, we made a little bit of progress here to the upside, but this breakout didn't go anywhere. It went sideways for a long time. It kind of backed off, which wasn't a problem for the position. And then it started to uh, take off. And then the market reversed on us. Now, in these types of trades, we tend to be more concerned about what we call expansions and volatility, where the range of the market starts to get much, much larger than we are about price and direction. In other words, we don't want to be in the strategy when the market or the SPX, for example, has been moving 20 or 30 points a day, and then all of a sudden jump into something that's 100 points a day. That's usually what tends to hurt us a little bit in a lot of these types of strategies, but not all of them. Remember, I, I talked about having a volatility trade, which is the X4 version 22. One of the things I can do here when I get a little bit nervous, which I would in this case, right, because it looked like we were going to break out, and we didn't break out. We went sideways. Then, it's, then it finally went, and then we sold right off after that, right back down to this level again. So now the market's kind of hinting to us that it's likely to do something maybe a little bit different than it has been doing. And again, you can see this in the average true range of the market, which is another indicator we tend to use. You can, and, and by that, I mean how, how, you know, what size of the moves, the average move for any given day. And you can see the moves here were very small, very small, very small, very small. When they start to expand back out again, a lot of times we get really big moves off of that. So that being the case, I might want to reconfigure into something else. So here, what I do is I flip this into what we call a version 22. So I come here and I make my wings equal. I see what my delta is and I buy a call. Not a put, but a call. Let's see here of right about that delta. And I end up in a position that looks a little different. I'll show you what that position looks like. I'm not sure these are the correct strikes. Let's go back to, let's clear this and let's show the trade. So you can see I opened up this upper wing to a symmetrical butterfly, and then I buy a call here. In this case, 45 delta. I'm positive 2.24 delta. This type of situation, or this type of uh, positioning, called X4 version 22 positioning, we like the market to have really big moves off of this. We wouldn't want the market to stall here. So when we get hints from the marketplace that we may get really big moves, if we want to adapt to that, we would go into something like this in X4 version 22. So let's see what happens here. So here we are uh, on this day. If we go to the following day, you can see that we did end up getting a decent sized down move, 83 points. Now, the version 22 is a very effective trade, 
but it's not so much the type of trade that you necessarily want to go in and you want to apply that trade every single month regardless of the market environment. It works very, very good for specific environments, and when it works, it works really, really well. We can get huge returns off of it. But it's only a position that's good for certain types of environments, and that type of thing is what it's good for. What's happened in the market now is the market pulled back, and I know you don't see my thinkorswim charts, but when you look at my thinkorswim or my other charting package, what I have here is I have a, actually maybe I can bring that up for you. What I have here in the SPX on May 12th is I have a, a, a trend channel that the SPX has been following really, really well. So if we take a look at this price movement, you can see that the SPX has been holding this price channel really, really well. Meaning that once we get down into the trend channel, which is where we are today, generally what I'm going to do is I'm going to reconfigure because now I'm, expect, I'm still expecting a big price move in the marketplace, which didn't happen, by the way. I'm still expecting a big price move in the market, but I'm expecting the price move to be uh, to the upside because I came down into my trend channel. So what I might want to do is I might want to just switch positioning. And here I switch to what we call an X4 version 14. An X4 version 14 looks like a 17, except it has put protection on it in certain environments. It doesn't happen all the time. But what we did here is we took this upper wing, we brought it back down as if we jumped back into a 17 again, we took a look at our delta, oh, and we sold the call as well, so let's sell the call. We take a look at our delta, and we notice it's positive 26, and also we have a lot of downside risk. Meaning if that support area fails, and we get a really big price movement with an implied volatility increase to the downside, which is somewhat likely in this type of scenario, right? When the market comes down fairly hard into a support point, we don't really know which way it's going. We just, we're just expecting a big move. But you know, given the past channel that the market's in, chances are we're going to get a big move. Chances are that, mar that move is going to be up. So that being the case, I'm going to lean this to the upside, but I'm also going to add some put protection in case I get a support break there. And it's going to be enough to bring us down under under uh, 9 delta. So let's see, 26 minus 9 is going to be, what, 15? So we'll look at a 15-ish call here, uh, put here. And we got to go a little bit hotter than that, right? So we got to go to under 9. Under 9 is going to be here. So we're going to go here. We're going to buy this put at uh, 34.90, and this is what we would call an X4 version 14. So let's take a look at that by itself. And this is going to be our new positioning here. Okay. If we go to the following day, what happened is the SPX bounced its support level. It took off to the upside. That being the case, Generally, well, put it this way. One of the things I love about the X4 version 14 is you get these really choppy markets or you get these really horrendous down moves. That put protection works really well in 
either staving off losses or sometimes even uh, winning the trade with, with these really big down moves. The downside to that is if you start to get a grinding up move or even just an up move, it's a tremendous drag on the position. It's a tremendous drag to your profit and loss. So it's not really worth having it on all the time. It's only really worth having it on when the probabilities are fairly high that we may actually experience a down move in our position. Here, now that we got the bounce, we still may get the down move, but at least I have some time to reapply put protection or readjust to the downside now, where before I may not have. So since I do that and I want to get rid of the drag of the position, I'm going to sell that put off. And I'm going to go back into a standard version 17 right here. Okay. Now from here, we'll play out the next few days. We get a 63 point up move. Now, version 17, I normally adjust to the upside. But the market is acting a little weird, so I'm not trusting of the market right now. So that's another thing. Sometimes, and you'll know this if you're a directional trader, right? Sometimes there's a very high probability that, that a directional trade is going to work out. Other times, you look at it, especially if the market's sideways choppy type of thing. Directional trading, just you just don't do well with that type of trading when in a choppy market. So uh, it's the same thing to an extent here. Like we're going to do better in choppy markets or sideways markets usually than a directional trader, but we also, on top of that, probably would like to make some modifications. So if I'm not sure where the market's going, I don't have very much risk to the upside here. So even though I have an adjustment trigger, sometimes I kind of want to hold it and wait and see what happens. All right, so if we go here, right, the market came down a little bit, not too far. You can see our theta is still good. We're still gaining. We're gaining uh, profit and loss here, but I'm just going to avoid adjusting this until I get a better handle on where the market might be going because it's concerning right now. Here's the following day, the 18th. Again, our upside risk is minimal. We have a $4,300 profit. Then on the 19th, this is where we are. And if I look at this position, I notice that hey. The market's not really doing what I'm expecting it to do, and I'm only two days to expiration. I have a choice. I either up adjust this and take on some downside risk when I'm not really sure what's going on in the marketplace, or I stay here and now I've gained some money, so now I have some substantial upside risk. So I could adjust this, for example, and take off a lot of that upside risk. Of course, in the process, I had a little bit of downside risk, but that's not bad. So I could adjust this and I could do this, or I could just say, you know what? Why don't I just exit this position? And that's what I did. We just pulled this position off at about a $7,000 profit. And now right now I'm in the, in the process of analyzing the market to go into another trade. But let's call that the end to our little demonstration in our campaign because we're almost up to present day. So let's take a look and see what we had here. We had three trades, okay? We had trade one. Remember that trade one was our version 17. It started out as a version 17. That was 21.10. We had trade two, which was a short-term bearish vertical that closed out at 23.10. We have trade three, which started out as a bull vertical and transitioned to a version 17, which then transitioned into a version 22, which then transitioned into a version 14. You know, the market was acting up on us a little bit. And the result of that trade was approximately $7,100 uh, when that trade was closed. And 
that gives us a total profit of $11,520 on $35,000 in plant capital that we were using. And that would equal a 33% return in 60 days on our positions. Now, Generally, I like to see a better return than that on these types of subjective positions, but given the fact that the market really didn't do what we thought it was going to do and we had some challenges along the way, I think 33% return in 60 days is absolutely fantastic. And you know that is why I love this type of income trading. I love the X4 series especially because it shows you some very powerful and effective trades that you can kind of transition back and forth from, and it shows you how to interpret the market, how to interpret price movement, how to interpret live volatility in a way where you can put trade plans together to take advantage of whatever is happening in the marketplace. you got to love that. So that's what we have for you today for the winning trade. And if you like what you see, I encourage you to come on over to LockInYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. And discover how you too can follow along with our X4 strategies as well as many other great strategies as they unfold during our Options Trading for Income weekly webinars. Also, come on over to thewinningtrade.com. That's thewinningtrade.com. And check out our past winning trades and receive free access to bonus material as well as our trading success blueprint where you can discover the path to becoming a competent income trader. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out our free trading performance podcast where you can learn to skyrocket your results regardless of the type of trading you do. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or anything you'd like answered, please comment on the video below, and I'll be happy to answer those questions for you. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next Winning Trade.